Is there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. It's that time of the week, my friends. Dr. Rashid Batar joins us, international best-selling author of The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. And they're coming. They're beating down our doors, Dr. Batar, trying to make us get vaccinated against our will. Well, <clears throat> Robert, tell me something that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you have been addressing this and dealing with this as long as anybody I know. Uh, sometimes in a very personal manner with those that have tried to do it to you, even when you were in the military, or especially when you were. And so you had a streak of nonconformity, which is amazing to me how you even got through the, you know, yes sir, no sirs that they require you to do in the Army. Well, I think that if you think about the whole basis of the military, that's to ensure strength so that you can protect your shore, so you can ensure freedom for everybody at home. It's almost like an oxymoron when you think about it because the whole principle behind the military is to ensure freedom for our own uh, right to make the choices that we feel are important for our families. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it's, it's actually kind of funny how the whole full circle comes around because you're right. There's a lot of conformity, but I also think that the military, the precepts behind the military, the entire premise here is freedom, right? I mean, we talk about freedom, and yet... That's what I told the medical board. You think that I'm going to take live fire on other shores in order to ensure freedom back home, only to come back home to have my fundamental rights be violated and the Mm -hmm. fundamental rights of my patients to be violated? I don't think so. Well, and that's the whole irony here is those like uh, uh, Rand Paul and Ron Paul, both doctors, saying that, listen, and they claim to be for vaccination, not surprisingly, but the fact of the matter is they speak loudly and and, and very forthright about the freedom to say no, that the government is not the owner of your kids. Yet they have been pilloried as, uh, once again for just mentioning the fact that this is a, this is an issue of freedom. And yeah. people are willing to abandon freedom once again like 9-11 and just do all the wrong things that don't address the underlying problem and just say, government save me, government inject me. That just doesn't seem like a very American thing to do. Well, here's the thing. Look at the freaking track records, for God's sake. I mean, the track record all the way back or from the turn of the century. Whenever the government has insisted upon doing something, it has always harmed people. The track record goes all the way past uh, Tuskegee. I mean, the whole thing, mm-hmm. the entire foundation, the organization of the Centers of Disease Control was founded on the, the original organization, which was responsible for the Tuskegee issue, which, as you know, was responsible for all the human experimentation with the syphilis. Yeah, they gave syphilis to black men, just pretending it was nothing, no big deal. It wasn't even that, and didn't didn't give them treatment just to see what would happen. And and suddenly exactly. now, well, we're going to trust the government. And those that recognize the dangers of of the economic conflicts of interest of big pharma and big government and big media, and there are many even on the political left that acknowledge it. Suddenly, when the word vaccine comes into play, they go into full on cognitive dissonance mode. Yeah, I don't remember which one of our forefathers said this, and maybe you can help me out, but. Vigilance is the eternal price of freedom, and we have been remiss. We are we have not been vigilant, mm-hmm. and that is the reason that our freedoms have been 
slowly but steadily eroding away, just like a frog being cooked in boiling water. You just turn up the heat slowly by putting them in room temperature water. They don't even know they're being cooked. That's exactly what's happening to us. Except yeah, and between, I mean, you know, a few people like you and me that know that we're being cooked right now. Yeah, I, I asked uh, my good friend, uh, the FDA dragon slayer, Jonathan Emort, and we, we do the Sacred Fire of Liberty each week together. And I asked him about this whole mandating of vaccines and how does that fit into the equation. And he's like a modern-day founding father in his knowledge of history and his, his commitment to freedom here. And this is what he had to say. This is another attempt to deny you freedom of choice and impose a government mandate upon you and in the most outrageously intrusive way to compel you to have injected into your body or into your child's body a substance that you may wish not to have done. This is a slippery slope. Once you do this, then all manner of public interest arguments can be raised for forcing you to accept any other kind of medical treatment against your will. Right. And what is he arguing for? The freedom to choose, right? What about our friends on the left that are pro-abortion? That's called pro-choice, isn't it? They're pro-choice if a woman wants to terminate her pregnancy, but not pro-choice if a woman or a man doesn't want to be medically injected and experimented upon with toxic poison in the guise of a syringe called a vaccine? Yeah, you know, this whole thing with pro-choice, and, you know, not to get into a different debate, but you're absolutely right, Robert, because that is really where it comes down to. Regardless of what anybody thinks, whether the right, you know, whether a person has a right to abort a fetus or not, whether it's a live being or not, or, you know, whether the soul and all these other religious components that are brought into it, it all fundamentally comes down to a freedom of choice. That's what our country is based on. It is the freedom of choice of the woman if she decides that she wants to abort. You know what? She has to make her maker. People say that's a sacrilege, that's a sin. That's a, you know, I'm not going to argue with that, but that's something that she has to deal with when she meets her maker. This is the same issue. It is a freedom of choice issue. It has nothing to do with what's right or wrong. It has nothing to do with what's black or white or what's up or down or right or left. It's all simply a matter of choice. And if our Constitution, if our preamble is all based upon the freedom of the individual to make the choice that they feel mm-hmm. is the best, then any time that anything's dictated, you are, unless, of course, you're harming somebody else, you're taking away life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness from somebody else away, then obviously then you're infringing your rights upon that of somebody else. And I think that's the whole context here, the thing that, you know, with the fetus, you're, you're, uh, by making the choice of a pro-abortionist, you're taking away the choice of the fetus. Well, again, that's an individual aspect. And once you talk about, as long as you're not taking the right away from another live sentient being that, that can communicate, that can talk, this is where this whole thing with vaccinations, the whole thing with taking medications that, um, uh, the, the, what's the issue with um, forced sterilization, um, mm-hmm. You know, you get into all sorts of other aspects, and then there's a whole ethics right. component that comes into it. Once, the, yeah, once they claim ownership of one function of your body or ability to intervene medically against your will, where does it stop? Right, China forced sterilization, only one child allowed. Right, you follow this. This is where it goes, and it's not like it's there's no historical precedent or current precedent with governments around the world. But of course, they claim that we are endangering others. Because, you know, they can't, um, let's say, well, it isn't them that are vaccinated, even though they know their vaccines don't work, or else they wouldn't be afraid. But they're claiming, well, what about the babies that can't be vaccinated, right? They're too young or there's immunologically compromised. Well, I said this, and I saw this meme the other day. I said, I am under no obligation to light myself on fire to keep other people warm. 
That is just not a concept rooted in liberty or even charity. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Robert. And this comes back again. You know, we can quote our forefathers and see how wise they were 250 years ago and how aware they were of what the potential problems would come in the future. And Thomas Jefferson said this. He said that when a people allow a government to dictate the foods they put in their mouths and the medicines they take into their bodies, their souls will soon be under in the same sorry state as those who live under tyranny. And that is exactly what we're talking about. Yes, medical tyranny, pharmaceutical tyranny, vaccine tyranny. It's nothing less than that. Even if I were to say I agree 100% everybody needs to get vaccinated, let's just say I for a moment that I believe that they actually prevented disease and had no harm, I still would not mandate them because I believe too much in the liberty, and it's not too much, I'm exaggerating by saying that, but I believe in liberty so much that I would not violate those principles. And that's where i got to give but Rand Robert, Paul and Ron Paul credit. Robert, I just want to make one point. It wouldn't even matter what you believe. Yeah. It's not part of our Constitution. Well, even I know, but the, the people are, are operating on it because they believe it's better for us. They're, they're, they're our mommy and daddy suddenly. Well, and that's the, my, my whole point would be, then go to a country where your freedoms are not protected by a Constitution. Go there, and then you can do you can impose your will upon anybody. Right. Well said. Well said. Now, Sanjay Gupta of CNN, the brain surgeon, sometimes he gets it right, like on cannabis. He's gotten pretty good on that. But sometimes he gets it really wrong, particularly on vaccines. And also, he compares it to aspirin, interestingly enough. Let's give a listen here. Vaccines, like we put most things in your body, do have some potential uh, injury rates. Uh, for vaccines, it's about less than one out of a million doses are you going to have a serious allergic reaction could cause a seizure or something like that in a child take aspirin this is something that we can all uh, relate to it's in all of our medicine cabinets 12 events per 10,000 people could wow. cause a potential intracerebral hemorrhage i'm trying to fr i'm not trying to frighten you away from aspirin mm -hmm. point is the numbers are still very small with vaccines it's exponentially smaller risk than aspirin and yet that's we, we're not we're not screaming about aspirin couple of minutes before our first break, Dr. Bittar, what do you think of what Gupta just did there? Well, my question to Dr. Gupta would be then, I didn't know that there was a aspirin injury board that had been established to, you know, that where billions of dollars have been stashed away to uh, basically take care of people that have been injured by aspirin. And I don't, I'm not aware of any aspirin bill that was attached to the Patriot Act that was designed to protect the manufacturers of aspirin against any adverse effect that people would have from aspirin. I'm not aware of any uh, propaganda where people are coming out and saying that it's mandatory that everybody take aspirin because those that don't take aspirin can end up hurting those from herd immunity, but with <laughs> people that haven't been taking aspirin. So, I mean, I think people are going more and more ridiculous if you want, but I think we get they the are. Gist. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And, of course, he's claiming that the one in a million adverse events to vaccines are due to an allergy. Well, you know, again, absurdity has uh, no limits. And uh, we just need to make sure that we understand, Robert, that there's a, something that I was actually quoted in, in a book. And, I, I, you know, we, we all end up saying things that we kind of like what we've said. But I, I was quoted this in a book that was written by a... Um, I don't even remember the name of the gentleman. He's a naturopath. But I love this quote that he quoted me saying, and I've used it myself. But it's really nice when you can quote something that's yourself, right? <laughs> quote yourself, Dr. Bittar. Here, here's what I said, and, and I love this thing, because it, I said it in a moment of um, anger, 
that there's one thing that I have learned, or the three things that I've learned while being on this planet. And that is that they, nobody has a monopoly on love, on God, and on stupidity. So whenever I encounter somebody that is extra stupid, I thank them because that means that, that I got more share of the God and the love <laughs> well, well said. I love the quote as well. We've got lots more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Advanced Medicine and MedicalRewind.com. You can check it out. We'll be back with more of Dr. Batar after this break. You're listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Rockin' the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, one nation under medical fascism. How's that sound? No, we don't like it either. But that's indeed where we're descending, and there's evidence that is coming to bubble to the surface to show how our political parties are being basically co-opted and corrupted, maybe already have been. And yes, you Democrats out there, you're not free of this because you claimed the Republicans were in the arms of Big Pharma. It looks like on the vaccine issue we're going to be uncovering some things you're not going to like, but you need to hear so you can unplug from the medical matrix and plug into advanced medicine with Dr. Rashid Bittar right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. So, Dr. Bittar, that quote you gave was just beautiful. Uh, I, I think you can quote yourself on that anytime. We won't mind. Well, it's something that I've said a couple of times, and then at a conference in uh, Atlanta, I said it, and this author was there, and then he asked me to uh, review his book, and he had that quote in there, and he had a couple of things in there. But the, the point is that you know there's so much stupidity in this world, and that's why God gave each human being a brain, and we have the choice of actually using that brain. Or we can start to listen to everybody else and then make our decisions based upon everybody else. But what we have to remember is that if we allow other people to make decisions for us, then we have to understand that we are, by definition, allowing ourselves the potential of being manipulated to being taken advantage of. You know, when God gave out brains to everybody, he didn't say trains, you know, he didn't make it. Everybody (laughs) had a brain. Now it's up to you whether you want to use it or not. And that's where I think that people that end up using their brains, uh, they have no choice mm-hmm. but to come to the same conclusions as any logical individual would if you follow a sequential, uh, logical thought pattern. I mean, it's just... Well, here's a, here's it, another listener that, that's got some brains, and he writes to us here. He says, regarding the recent debates over mandatory vaccination, this is Steve, I have a simple proposal. Because these vaccines are claimed to be both safe and effective, let's first reinstitute liability to the parties involved in manufacturing and administering the vaccines, just as is standard for anyone else that produces and distributes a product, especially targeted primarily toward children. Secondly, let's require pre-vaccination tests to measure the patient's IQ and perhaps other even more objective tests that indicate baseline health parameters. Then, after vaccination, run these tests again. If the patient suffers a degradation beyond a reasonable threshold... A monetary value is awarded for compensation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is very interesting. Well, Robert, you know, there's a, there's a massive flaw with those statements. And the I missed it. What, what's the flaw? It follows too much logic. And we know that anything <laughs> logical and sequential will be yeah. ignored. 
Oh, my gosh. Listen to the words there. I mean, every person that ever buys any product, I don't care if it's toothpaste, if it's uh, a car seat, anything to do with children, they have to accept product liability. Yet, there are laws that have been passed to protect the manufacturers of substances that are injected into the body that, hey, if there is an adverse effect, Oh, you know, the, the manufacturers are no longer liable. You can't sue. But that doesn't, doesn't that make I mean, the first thing, that, that litmus test, you know, it's also called the bullshit meter. Excuse my French if I can't say that, but you can beep it out. But everybody <laughs> has this, right? You have this little meter. Yeah. What, what I just said, okay, that you pass a law that prevents the people that are putting things, foreign substances into your child's body, that they are absolved of all wrongdoing before any wrongdoing has even been occurring, but yet the law has already been passed to protect them. Doesn't that make a person's BS meter go off and say, wait a second, you're telling me that a toothpaste manufacturer has to accept liability for toothpaste or, or a car seat manufacturer does or somebody that's got, you know, a, a, a mattress, a, a mattress manufacturer, you know, they have, you have to have fire retardant components in there, they can't be chemical based and blah, blah, blah. But somebody who injects stuff into your child's body, they're absolved of all wrongdoing? Come on, people. You know, <laughs> this is where your sheeple's comment really, really... Yeah becomes important. Very, as far very as much so. Yeah. Either you stand up and you do something about it or what happens to that individual, and I, I know people are going to think this is, this is callous, but, but they almost deserve it. You know, yeah. Robert, I'm going to bring up something from my, from my past life, okay? All when right, we've got about 30 a, seconds. Okay, when I was in college and medical school, I was a bouncer. And 90% of the altercations I got into were because a man was beating up a girl, his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. And, you, you know, I'd go in there and we'd break it up and everything else. But do you know that within two weeks, three weeks, the same man would be there with the same woman doing the same thing? And in my opinion, the first time a man hits a woman, they should be castrated. The second time, if they allowed the woman to allow it to happen, he deserves it. Wow. Ladies, leave those violent men if they're violent to you. There was a message from uh, Obama about that. I don't think he said it as eloquently or as directly as you did, though. Dr. Batar is in the house, and he's on fire. Not literally, but you know what I mean. We've got more discussion of vaccines. Also, risks for cancer. We've got it after this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert. All right, if you ever miss a program, you got loads of opportunities to download for free thanks to our uh, sponsors that help make this message of health freedom and healing liberty possible. Six days a week and one very special day when we have Dr. Batar going, well, advanced medicine. It's called medicalrewind.com. And, of course, our syndicator, GCN, naturalnewsradio.com, Epic Times, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, UK Health Radio, and beyond. So, Dr. Batar, you want to clarify the whole abuse thing? We were going to break, and we were talking about not only the abuse of, of modern medicine and the government on the people, right? But you kind of brought up something that was like a PSA Obama did in the Grammys yesterday, but you were a little bit more direct and harsh in calling you know these men out that would beat women, as you said, at, operating as a bouncer in a previous lifetime what you saw the repeat of these abuses. Yeah, and the whole point was that, you know, you put yourself into a situation of potential danger by trying to help somebody, and then two weeks later, three weeks later, the same woman is in the same situation, 
And as far as I'm concerned, that if a woman allows herself to go back into that same situation, then she really deserves what is happening to her because she's not willing to do what's necessary to take herself out of that situation. And it's not that I'm, I'm I just I have a loose association and just momentary lapses of lucidity, and I'm jumping into a different topic. My point was that individuals that are allowing a government to tell them what to do and then suffer injury, you know, the first time the government should be held accountable, people should be, you know, put in jail, whatever is necessary to teach, the, to protect the, the citizens. But the second or third time that the citizens allow the government to continue doing that, or whatever authoritarian body to do that, then those people that are allowing the authoritarian body to dictate how their body should be dealt with, they deserve whatever's going to happen. Meaning that if we allow those that are telling us that we need to be vaccinated and we don't use our own brains and we don't stand up, and as one of the Supreme Court justices said, that freedom has to be, you have to stand up for freedom. And those that are swayed by honeyed words give up their freedom. And that yeah. freedom must be defended belligerently. Must be stand, must be you know you have to take a stand and and defend your right belligerently. So my point again is that we as a as a nation we as a people it is our obligation to stand for what we believe and not be pushed and pushed and pushed because right. at a certain point we deserve what we're going to get because we didn't allow we we, did, we didn't look at history we didn't use our own brains to see what was happening and we allowed it to happen and here's yeah. the thing Robert for you and me mm -hmm. at least mm -hmm. for me I know and I think I speak for you too. It's not even so much myself or my own freedom or what happens to me. It's my children. That's what I'm concerned right. about, and their children. Yes, absolutely. And case in point on, on, on the children and the moms particularly, like the thinking moms out there that had one child injured, and then they said enough is enough. If they kept going back to the well and getting more needles and, and having more kids uh, abused, but they're waking up. And you see the, the, the concerted effort of the mainstream medical mafia media and government to deny these parents. In fact, some of them are outright yelling at these parents, telling them that they're wrong, like Chris Cuomo of New York from the Cuomo family. Parents are wrong. Don't give them any credibility. And this is the kind of thing that's occurring. And as Chuck Schumer, Chucky Schumer, Senator Schumer from New York State says, we ought to make the, the measles vaccine more free and more available to even more people while they want to mandate it and have states pass laws that re re revoke the exemptions available to the people of those states here, which is a concerted effort uh, of one political party over another we're going to get to in the coming uh, days as we uncover this. Uh, so this is a very real issue, and abuse is the right word to use, Dr. Batar. Well, and it's like anything else. Um, Rosa Parks, you know, refused to stand. Uh, well, she refused to stand up and give up her seat. She did what she needed to, and she believed in her right and her, mm -hmm. um, uh, her her sovereign right to be able to sit wherever she was and her freedom. And and then they had the walk-ins and all the things that happened with the um, 1960s movements, with the civil rights movement. This is the same type of situation that we has to occur, I believe, on this. On this, on this issue. subject, the problem is yeah. that we're very apathetic as a nation, and people haven't done that. I think more and more people are becoming aware of it, and I think mm -hmm. again we've talked about the death struggle, and that's one reason there's so much more awareness, so much more propaganda. They're trying to make it feel like everybody that is on our thought process is a lone individual. You're the loose cannon. You're the one. Yet I would say that probably more than fifty percent of the people out there are concerned about this because I know that I'm asked questions all the time. And, and I'm not usually asked questions like, what should I do? I'm more asked, you know, how do I go about doing it? Right, so it's not right. like, yeah, so, so it, we've, got a, we've got a very big audience, and I think our audience is far, far bigger than we realize, Robert. It's, yes. it's that 
if it wasn't that big, then you wouldn't hear all the stuff on the media, the, the popular media, trying to push. Trying to, yeah, counteract the awareness, the consciousness shifting. Hey, one more uh, audio clip from the mainstream uh, media. Uh, ABC's Richard Besser doing a propaganda piece talking about how wonderful the measles vaccine is and nobody should second guess it. So listen to this. 99% of people who get two doses are protected. But if 100 of those people are exposed to measles, one of them is going to get sick. But if you're not vaccinated, 90 out of 100 people who are exposed to this disease will get it. Vaccination is definitely the way to go. Did he claim a 1% failure rate on the MMR? Yes, that's exactly what he did. And he also said that 90% of people that get it are protected by it. But what he didn't cover was how many people are injured by it, first of all, and how many people actually die from measles. What happened before the measles vaccine came out? Oh, improvements of sanitation, hygiene, nutrition in the 20th century. Exactly. And that's when measles started coming down. And how is measles treated anyway? I mean, what do you do when somebody gets measles? <laughs> well, I mean, not a lot. I mean, we would say give them some vitamin A if they're photophobic but uh, or photosensitive. But uh, really, there are homeopathic remedies we would do. We could do silver to stop viral replication. Let, let's, wanna... forget, let's forget about homeopathic remedies and even nutrition. Let's say before we even knew about homeopathy or before even people realized that. Oh, they, it was just, or... you just, they stayed at home, rested, hydrated. That was basically it. That's it. That's yeah. it. It's a self-limiting issue that is resolved with rest and hydration. End of story. <laughs> that's it. But it's being sold as the next plague that's going to kill all of our children. It will it'll be the next plague that kills all of our children that got vaccinated. Yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, well, exactly. The weakening of the population through vaccination and the connection to that immune deficiency and the rise of cancer, which has been on a steady rise even in children as we've relied more and more upon defeating or outwitting nature through these injections. Here's a healthfinder.gov article that talks about Americans being confused about cancer risks. Okay? What are they confused about? Well, this article is very concerned because people are now starting to recognize that stress from hormones in foods, right, pesticides and GMOs are also contributing to cancer instead of just keeping it confined to smoking and exercising, which we don't argue that you know we want people to smoke and not exercise, but my gosh, they're concerned that people are going, wait a second, what about all these food additives and pesticides? Yeah, and I, you know, Robert... It's, it's interesting the way you brought this connection together, and if I didn't know you any better, which I do, I know that <laughs> just in a masterful way, as you always do, weaving that tapestry and letting people not even realize what you're doing and creating this uh, the storyline here. But you know, this is exactly that common sense brain using your brain factor that I talked about. All this vaccination, and then we talk about how the war on cancer has failed how the incidence of heart disease and cancer is increasing. And then the people that say, well, why is it increasing? And the people that want to want to mislead the individual say, oh, well, because we have earlier diagnostic modalities and we have uh, better ways of diagnosing this. So that's one reason that this higher incidence of these diseases actually is, uh, is not what it seems to be. It's just that we're picking it up earlier. BS. The reason we've got higher diseases is because of we're getting more vaccinations because we get inundating the immune system at an early age. And then on top of that, we have more insecticides and pesticides and chemicals and organophosphates and chlorinated hydrocarbons and the, the benzenes and the toluenes and all these other chemicals, all the persistent organic pollutants that are put in our body, in the food substances, in the water substances, what we're inhaling, the heavy metals. 
all this stuff, not only are we inhaling it and eating it and drinking it, we're ingesting it into our bodies. And if that wasn't enough, they're putting it now in the bulbs you know, under the green movement, energy saving movement, it's putting things inside light bulbs that are going to be extremely, extremely toxic. Even the Environmental Protection Agency says the second most toxic substance on the man. So the incidence of cancer, heart disease, and all these other chronic diseases is directly related to what we're doing to the immune system, what we're doing to the individuals from the get-go. And so nobody, you're telling me that nobody understands this correlation? They're really, really that stupid that they don't see the correlation? Well, in my world, if that's the case, then that population should be separated. And, and like and I say the same thing whenever you see a motorcycle rider pulling a wheelie at 150 miles an hour, passing you on the interstate on the, on the bank. Everybody freaks out, oh my God, did you see that guy pulling a wheelie 150 miles an hour without a helmet on? Let's let him do it. He will eliminate himself from the genetic pool. That's fine. <laughs> but do the same thing here. The people that want this, you know, they want to they vaccinate and they want to do this and that. Put them in a different population. Let them deal with it their way. You know, I think we should have a North and the South again. Civil wars. <laughs> without the war, you know. Just, without the just war, yes. The country. Split it down well, the middle, okay? Those that well, want to take the vaccines yeah. and want and the government to tell them what to do and how to eat the food and genetic modification uh, of, of the food substances and et cetera, et cetera, and you can't drink raw milk and blah, blah, blah. Hey, put yourself on whichever side of the country you want, and I'll go on the other side, and we'll just all be happy. Well, you know, it's interesting. I like the, I like the concept of tolerance, but it has its limits, right? Now, what they're saying is that they're intolerant of anybody who chooses not to vaccinate because they're afraid that they're going to get sick from us who are healthy. And yet... In this issue of uh, GMO foods, for instance, it's hard to tolerate it because the drift is so prevalent, and it's hard to stop that from happening. So as we have some in our audience that are going, let's label GMOs, which, okay, I can see the argument. I'd rather see it than not, but I'm more interested in having them banned because there is no evidence for safety, viability, or limitation of what happens when it's unleashed in the environment the way they have done it. So there is some le- uh, uh, relevance to a principled stand as opposed to being tolerant of certain things. But they are looking at this equation from their perspective as uh, the intolerance they're throwing at people who do not want to inject their children. Yeah, I think the GMO issue, though, Robert, you can't make that uh, correlation here because here's the thing, very, very simply, you're not going to prevent an industry, especially one as big as uh, the genetic modification of foods and such, to to not be uh, allowed to be sold. And I think that people voting their opinion by not purchasing that food would be enough to change um, how they do business. Sure. I think the whole purpose behind changing the law and not having it on the labels now people won't even know that they're being susceptible. Like, like New Zealand, Australia, they've got laws that pass. can't have the food unless it's labeled. And that way, of course, you can make the choice. Yeah, and the economic hit to them is very real. That's why they're fighting against it. All right, when we come back, what not to do when you interact with the government, particularly if you're using certain forms that they give you to fill out. This is a, a very important tip or tips of the day. Stick with us. The revolution will be broadcast. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Sense out of medical propaganda. 
Here's Robert. All right, just a little uh, tip. I know we sometimes we give health tips, and, and Dr. Batar, I know you're reluctant sometimes to make it too direct because, you know, uh, under medical licensures and stuff like that. But I think this one's a fair game to discuss. Like, if you're ever arrested out there, and when they ask you to, you know, put your occupation, there are certain occupations that you probably don't want to list, won't go over so well if you claim your innocence. And, of course, it happened in South Florida. That's why we call it Florida. <laughs> Guy got arrested under occupation, Dr. Batar. He put drug dealer. <laughs> I, I can't. So he was a physician? Oh, wait. No, no, no. Not that. That's good. No, no, not that kind of. But you're right. That's an interesting thing. That one day, could it be possible that you're arrested and you put drug dealer and it means you're, you know, you're a doctor? Well, I have uh, always... In the last probably 10 years, when people ask me what I do for a living, nobody used to believe that I was, when I'd say I was a doctor, nobody believed me. But when I said I was a drug dealer, we actually were at a medical conference when I was in the Army. I was uh-huh. with a number of my soldiers, and we were, we were playing pool in a, in a bar, and yeah. uh, some girls came up, we were talking, and one of them asked me what, what I did, and I said, I'm a drug dealer, and she didn't, it didn't, didn't phase her at all. But if what I was that? Doc, which I've done that before, people said, no, you're not. No, you're so, not. You're a drug really, dealer. Right. Well, and what then, is a doctor, though? A doctor is a legalized drug dealer, right? Right. Was that was that your wife-to-be? Just asking. No. No, that okay. was, no. no, I actually met her at a medical conference. So. <laughs> Did you tell her you were a drug dealer? No, she she knew you were no, a doctor. I, All right. she, knew, she already knew I was a drug dealer. I was looking, yeah, she already knew that. All right. All right. And in Texas, if you go to pay your property tax bill and it's 600 bucks. Probably not a good idea to fold every single dollar bill out of those 600, 600 separate ones, so tight that it takes about an hour or two to go through each 100. Uh, probably not going to go over well. They evidently arrested this man, uh, on, and now he's out on $500 bond. Yeah, I don't know what was the purpose of that. Why, why is the guy doing it? Just trying to incite somebody? I guess. I mean, I, I think, you know, listen, people are upset with tax bills, understandably. But I, I, if you thought this was going to go well for you, I don't know. Maybe think again. Um, maybe in pennies would be easier. Perhaps. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't there some kind of story about that where they came up with a truckload and paid something in nickels? I don't remember what it was. Or was there something yeah. about Apple or Samsung in their lawsuit that they paid the five million dollar fine in nickels or something? Or I that, heard something that, about that. But the thing is about about paying, like in, for instance, pennies. Not that they're copper anymore, but now if you had copper pennies. Every penny is worth more than a penny, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. That's true. You melt it down, you can sell it for a lot more. That's the point. Yeah. Well, that, that again, we go to the economic healing part of the Robert Scott Bell Show with Dr. Batar, and he knows it all so well. I want to, again, plug your book uh, the, for all our new listeners, the international bestseller, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. It is phenomenal. It addresses so many of the things we talk about all of the time here. Uh, it's definitely a favorite. Everywhere I go, I, I tell people about it, and in fact, I think I've got a, another event where I'll be taking it, and I like to put it up as a, as a giveaway prize. People love it. Uh, so, But if you haven't gotten it already, it's linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Uh, let's see. Anything else? we we got free free reign now to wrap up on anything. Any more vaccine, immune discussion, whatever you like. Well, we are going to be having that webinar, Robert, that we talked about, except that we're going to wrap up and do a number of different things and let people know about a bunch of really cool things that are now available to them. Many of them, it doesn't cost them anything. Uh, there will be some things that obviously there is some cost to it, but uh, this involves part of the technology aspect that I talked to you about that you brought up on the air a couple of weeks ago. We still haven't yep. gotten a date set. It's going to be sometime in March. Um, okay. They will have to be a member of the Association for Advanced Health, which is we've got a tag on that of $99 a year membership, 
but for all the listeners and for everybody that's already involved with us in some way, fashion, or form, it will be a $1 membership for a lifelong, not for one year, but for a lifelong. And the reason that we have to do it this way is because there's certain things that people have to agree to, and there's a lot of components under penalty of perjury that people have to agree to, which is to prevent our friendly... Neighborhood government agency from breaching the agreement that you come into by being a member of the club. Exactly, exactly. And then once they're in there, in fact, even that $1, we will we will apply that towards any purchase in the future. We are not trying to do that to, you know, um, earn any money from a $1 component. Just <laughs> to make sure that there's some type of a exchange for membership. But we will have that coming up sometime in March. All right, well, stay plugged in here at robertscottbell.com. We'll get you a link for all the listeners. You will become members if you want, and you will have access to extraordinary things. So... Stick with us, Dr. Batar. Another great show. Appreciate you so much. Thank you, Robert. Super Don. Take care of that lovely wife of yours as well. And we'll be back tomorrow with more powerful healing because the power to heal is still most definitely yours. The Robert Scott Bell Show.